This is Mindset for Success, a We Global Studios podcast. We explore the familiar, but not often talked about, deep-rooted emotional experiences that successful females have when setting up their businesses, and we learn how they overcame them. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Knudsen. I'm pleased to welcome to today's show, Jillian. Jillian, thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be here. Julian Lapetia is the president of Leaderology and the president of the National Human Resources Association of Orange County. She's a former member of the U.S. Senior National Team for Women's Water Polo and won four NCAA National Championships at UCLA. While with the national team, she received her MBA from UC Irvine and graduated with a bachelor's degree from the University of California at Los Angeles. She is also a certified coach through the Berkeley Executive Coaching Program. Jillian, can you start a little bit by talking about your exciting and international growing up experience in competitive athletics? Yeah, happy to. So I have a very unconventional background in the sense that from a very young age, uh, I was on a path of competing for athletics and water polo and had the pleasure to, you know, go through the pipeline system with USA and travel internationally, meet a lot of great people and develop relationships along the way, experience cultures, eat a lot of great food, obviously, as you travel to these different mm-hmm. places. But, um, you know, it, it brought just different perspective along my journey and in different decisions and uh, experiences. And I'm so grateful for all of them. Anything about this experience kind of paved the way for you in terms of your career? Oh, definitely. So uh, as you know, somewhat mentioned in my bio is, you know, with Leaderology, we're a business consulting firm that specializes in leadership development. So everything that really played a big part of my athletic background and my upbringing has completely transferred over to Leaderology and, and the corporate and business setting. So when you talk about high performing teams, communication, uh, you know, effective meetings, it, you know, making sure you're aligned together and and strategy and development. And so with all of that, it was a huge part of water polo and being on winning teams and which is played nicely into trying to achieve that in, in a business setting as well. Was there any sacrifice involved in the choice to do competitive athletics? And if so, how did you know that the sacrifice was worth it? There were a lot of sacrifices growing up, and I would say I chose those decisions, right? I I made that in pursuit of my dreams and my goals, and so I don't necessarily look at them as sacrifices, but as, uh, you know, intentional and deliberate decisions in order to be able to advance in what I wanted to achieve. And so along the way, you know, you have to, you have to take a look at what's, what's contributing to being successful on the path and the goals you want to hopefully achieve in the dream. And then at the same time is, you know, what's not and and in making those decisions or sacrifices growing up, you know, you talk about kind of a social component, right? And, and other activities and extracurricular uh, organizations or events you want to attend where you, you have games and you have practice and you have uh, competitive obligations that you're selecting to be there. So, mm-hmm. you know, at, uh, Externally, it looks like sacrifices, but internally, those are those are purposeful decisions that I made. 
Ever a moment that you thought you wouldn't be able to persevere with all that you wanted to do in front of you? I think you always have moments of, you know, either imposter syndrome a little bit or even uh, kind of the, the doubts and what ifs. But if you allow that to control you and overtake you, mm -hmm. then you're going to lose that battle. And, and as those, the self-awareness, as those thoughts kind of creep in or, you know, the, the confidence issues play into it as well, it, you have to become aware, you name it truly. And then you say, what am I going to do to move through it? How am I going to make sure I'm not succumbing to this, these, these doubtful thoughts and being, uh, being strong and courageous and confident and moving forward. So we, we all have thoughts even now, right? As we For sure. You talk about in athletics, it was really important afterwards to have sort of a decompression time mm -hmm. to be able to kind of work through what the moment has that, is that also something you utilize sort of in your work in leadership to sort of help people sort of work through trying moments, right? Definitely uh, for myself too. Right. So as things start to compound on each other, responsibilities, priorities, family, professional, you name it, everything that's in your ecosystem. Uh, in athletics, you you definitely need that downtime and, and rest in order to really refresh and then come back and be able to be your best self and compete at the best level. Uh, and same plays into just daily life practices, whether it's professional, personal. So what does that downtime look like? How do you restore your energy levels so that you can be at your best? Because we all know when we're stressed, we probably become emotionally hijacked and and we're not being able to represent uh, who we want to be uh, at that. Mm -hmm. So I often, I mean, for myself, I often take time away and I'm so fortunate with a, our beautiful daughter to spend time with her and have a different perspective and the innocence that comes with that. But then for clients, it's taking a breath and it's really staying true to your values. And so I always have clients go through a values exercise because that's your North star. So when things become overwhelming and you are emotional and, and you're not showing up as your best self, mm -hmm. how do you come back to your foundation? And, mm -hmm. and that's just critical for success and restoring yourself, having that self-awareness and making sure that uh, you're, you're authentic with, with who you are. Something also about what we talked about in our, our earlier pre-interview that like with athletics, you had a very specific schedule that you had to follow mm -hmm. in terms of workout, rest, eating, whatever else was on it. And that you're able, thanks to that training, really when you go sit with your daughter or you go for a run or you're going with friends that you're really able to sort of shut down and be there in that moment to do what's on the schedule. Yes. Very disciplined. Right. So eat, sleep, train. That was my life for many, many years. Obviously go to school too. That's a, that was a huge component. So you had these different components and segments of your life that if you're training, you're 100% training and there's no distractions either, right? You're in the pool. You don't have a cell phone. You don't have any other devices mm -hmm. that can distract you. And so you have that. And then when you're with school, you had to focus on that in order to be able to come back to practice and be um, proactive in your academics. And so same thing applies in business with that schedule that you mentioned of when I'm in front of the computer or when I'm with clients or when we're having conversations that I am present, I think it all comes back mm -hmm. to present mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because if you're not present and you're distracted, 
again, you're not going to show up as your best self. Mm-hmm. And so the times that I'm with my family, I am present. I am mm-hmm. there. And that's one, one area um, that I don't want to think, have to think about work, but obviously thoughts creep in and we're, you know, we're human, but at the same time, when I'm at work, I want to be fully here so I can make sure that I'm achieving what we need to achieve collectively as a team and with clients and, and be successful in both roles. So I, and part of that discipline is just not compromising one or the other. To overcome the cost of sacrifice, you talk about needing to be fearlessly authentic. How do you learn to do that? How would you teach your daughter that? Yes. So great question. Being fearlessly authentic truly to me as a definition is rooted in the values that you believe and that is different for every single person but it's showing up authentically in the in a way that encourages and promotes and shows confidence and humility for that fact so as i look at my daughter who is almost 11 months how do i teach her that is it, going to be in daily interactions and and daily life experiences. And so it's not this overwhelming Mm -hmm. theme of being fiercely authentic and something to achieve, but it's more of the day, the the details, the day-to-day interactions and how this plays into that uh, moving forward as as she becomes her own person Mm -hmm. and what she wants to accomplish and the relationship she wants to develop moving forward. So at the end, I, I definitely encourage, you know, that she has, uh, she has courage, that she mm-hmm. has humility, confidence, and that she comes from a place of value and great intent. For some women, it can be hard to manage their emotions, especially when things are moving fast and you have lots to do and maybe you have to get home to your 11-month-old. Uh, what sorts of things do you talk about? for yourself, but also for people you work with on how to be able to manage emotions when it really feels hard to manage them. And you're talking to an athlete too, right? Whose adrenaline (laughs) rushes uh, very easily. So when I look at my own emotions and those times where they're heightened or I'm stressed, and again, it goes back to being potentially hijacked by them. It's the self-awareness piece. In that moment, am I self-aware to understand what is causing me to be emotional and what is the, what do those indicators look like? Am I heating up a little bit, right? Am I becoming short? What are those tactics and how is it showing in terms of the physical sense that are tangible that I'm then able to be self-aware around it and then name it? So once I name it, I then have to ask myself, uh, is this who I want to be? Is this how I want to show up? How do I want to react to the situation? Mm-hmm. And that allows me to diffuse it and calm down. And it may take time, right? And work through a, a process of what is the cause? What's the implication? And how do we move forward with those emotions so that we aren't reacting and we're not mm-hmm. regretting something that we potentially may do? In the early days of your sporting or business career, were you ever afraid of failing? And what helped you work through self-doubt? And continuing at a high level, there's always this component of fear of failure. And even as an entrepreneur, that's a huge, huge underlying uh, decision of fear of failure constantly on a day-to-day. What really helped me was my parents. And still to this day, uh, my business partner and the people who I'm surrounded by. Because it's a very important 
part of being successful is being surrounded by people who are obviously going to support you, but tell you the truth. Because a lot of times we might be blind, we might be so into the details or committed and unable to see potential pitfalls that those those relationships and these people who want us to succeed wildly and have our best intention can also be honest and, and uh, authentic with us along that journey. So my parents are a big, big role in that. My husband is huge too, uh, is moving forward with leaderology because these are the people that uh, allow you to really understand yourself more so each and every day and have those conversations that allow you to be successful. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's from the outside. The, internally at Leaderology, my business partner and our team, I mean, we have such a great culture of communication and feedback and, and being successful. And that way is, is developing those relationships in order to do so. And we talked about this also earlier, but it reminds me of the community that you had around you doing sports. Yes. And that's why it's no, no matter what, if you're an entrepreneur, uh, a mother, uh, a businesswoman, internally at a big corporation, whatever it may be, it's who do you surround yourself with? And are these people allowing you to achieve your goals or are they hindering you? And this is where you go back to the value system again, like I said, and knowing your strengths and tying that back of who is propelling me forward or who's holding me back and how do I want to address those relationships? Um, Have you ever felt that you didn't fit in? I don't know if I'd classify it as fit in, but it maybe goes back to the question of sacrifice of what group did I choose to be a part of? And that was definitely in my athletic decision of my team, the teams that I was on growing up of, I, I chose to be in the water polo community and who I identified uh, with, you know, as friends and as colleagues. And, you know, I'm sure there's a component in high school where you didn't fit in as much because you're out playing sports, but it wasn't, I don't, I can't necessarily say that that was a bad thing. All right. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to fit into the, to specific groups because I wanted to achieve these athletic and academic goals and, and, you know, beyond high school. And so it's kind of that component of being selective of what group I want to fit into and, and being okay with that because I don't want to fit into everything. And that the group would support your ambitions. Exactly. It goes back to, yeah, your ecosystem. Who do you surround yourself with? And that's going to propel you. Right. right. As a seasoned woman entrepreneur, I imagine that you wear a lot of hats and that this can be tough. How have you been able to take care of yourself in those challenging moments? That is probably the biggest (laughs) question I currently have for myself right now. Uh, in terms of well-being and, and taking care. So coming from a very competitive, active background, you would naturally think that, oh, you know, I, I'm disciplined to work out every day and, and um, schedule that time. And that's been a, since my having my daughter, you know, the priorities have shifted slightly uh, a lot. But <laughs> in, it's going back to where you find joy and what can contribute to you being um, whole right? And authentic. So for me, it is working out. I would love to work out more. Obviously, it's also spending time with family or friends and, and these relationships that are really invested. And and when you wear all these hats, it it's hard as things start to pile on your plate, right? And, and you don't want to miss out on certain activities or parts of the business that you are responsible for. And so it's 
it's taking a step back too and finding the things that bring you joy and allow you to be, you know, who you want to be. Mm-hmm. And that's your mm-hmm. authentic. Did you ever have mentors growing up? Oh, plenty. I st- and still, right? And, and still. Yeah. Mentors, uh, the mentor mentee relationship is a beautiful one. And growing up, I had a lot of athletic mentors and mm-hmm. my parents too, I'll definitely say. And even now it's, even though it's changed, I still have those great relationships from uh, my youth and now it's evolved a little bit, but the beauty of it is mentors show up in different ways. So you talk about playing multiple hats and different relationships really suit and contribute to different hats. Mm-hmm. And, and that is still evolving. And, and I think the other benefit is kind of the reverse mentoring a little bit with uh, the younger generation coming up as well and, and learning from them and exploring with them and communicating and, and seeing what, uh, what they can teach us and not so much more what we can teach them. So. So part of it is to be disciplined, to be able to sort of have what you need to build you going forward, but also to be flexible enough to sort of figure out the differences out there that you need to incorporate. Of course, you got you have to be flexible. Look at the, what's happened with our world the last two years. I mean, if, if COVID has, has taught us one great lesson is, I, there are a couple of great lessons, I'd say empathy, do mm-hmm. this whole work from home, bringing your mm-hmm. work to, you know, to your home with your family and the whole schooling system and, and the um, kind of the nonstop burnout concept that comes with it, but always being at your home. And then you also talk about um, the flexibility of what's going to happen tomorrow. How are businesses pivoting? How are you uh, reacting mm-hmm. from a change mm-hmm. management standpoint? And so mm-hmm. that flexibility in, in life is so critical and, in, in in understanding how that will play into the success of you. Last question. Mm-hmm. What do you think it takes to be successful as an entrepreneur? To be fearlessly authentic. Great. And that's our tagline. And, and truly, if you are authentic with yourself, you will be able to move forward and to navigate these challenges and be the best person in achieving your goals and honest with that. And how were you able to to meet your partner and business partner and also in terms of being able to set up a business with her? Was that a easy experience, challenging experience? We met at a previous company. So we worked together at a previous company. She actually hired me onto that company. And so that uh, was a beautiful relationship many years ago. And it was the right time and opportunity for us to start Leaderology. I would say that there weren't any challenges in the sense mm-hmm. of, you know, besides normal business of setting up a business, what does this look like? You know, how are we, yeah, what are our materials and documents? And all, all the logistical and tactical things you need to accomplish in, in setting a business up. But with a, in terms of a relationship and our team dynamics and supporting clients, we have been extremely fortunate to have a very smooth transition from mm-hmm. starting the company mm-hmm. over two and a half years ago till now and and continuing to experience that growth and expansion along the way. Thank you so much, Jillian, for your time. I really appreciate it. We're out of time. How can people find you? You can find me on LinkedIn personally, and you can find our company Leaderology uh, on LinkedIn as well and any of the social channels. Uh, 
Instagram, Facebook. We even have our own Spotify channel. So feel free to reach out to me or to our company. And we obviously have our website, leaderology.com. That's easy to type in and access. So I, I hope I'm easily findable too. Great. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Leslie, for having me. I appreciate it. This podcast is brought to you by We Global Studios, the first startup innovation studio and digital DIY startup platform for women entrepreneurs around the world. For more information on our guests, this podcast, and many other female founder programs, please visit weglobalstudios.com. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Knutson. Please drop me a line at mindsetforsuccess at weglobalstudios.com. See you next week.